My name is Dr. Jonathan Kim, Assistant Professor of Medicine and Chief of Sports Cardiology at Emory University School of Medicine. In this podcast today, I'll be speaking about sudden cardiac arrest and death in young competitive athletes and how to risk stratify or think about risk stratifying younger athletes to prevent sudden cardiac arrest and death. The incidence of sudden cardiac arrest in younger athletes is actually much more complicated than uh, it would sound. And in fact, it's really more an estimated range uh, rather than an exact number. The reason why is, one, it depends on the population. How are you defining an athlete? Is it a competitive youthful athlete? Is it a master recreational athlete? That obviously makes a big difference, and then that introduces the question of differential risk by age. Another question is who is quote-unquote at risk, end quote, which goes along with the population at hand that you may be concerned about. A third concern is what is the definition of sudden cardiac arrest and death? Different studies will define this different ways, meaning is it a cardiac arrest that occurs during vigorous physical exertion? Does it occur within an hour after vigorous physical exertion? Does it include both of those potential events? Some studies even incorporate sudden cardiac arrest and death that occurs not in association with exercise. So because of all of these questions and because, thankfully, sudden cardiac death in young athletes is a relatively rare event, or is a rare event, I should say, the estimates can be quite wide. I would say that the most accurate estimate range is somewhere in the range of 1 in 40,000 to 1 in 80,000 young athletes. That comes from recent studies. It's also important to note, though, that, again, within a given population of athletes, there may be some that are at higher risk. For example, a recent study looking at sudden cardiac death in NCAA collegiate athletes showed that NCAA collegiate basketball players carry the highest risk, around 1 in 5,200. The exact reason for that is unknown, speculative, but again demonstrates that it's not so easy just to say, well, this is the exact estimate or incidence of sudden cardiac death in this population. So it's important to emphasize up front that when we talk about risk stratification and preventing sudden cardiac arrest and death in young athletes, Unfortunately, as with most risk stratification processes, nothing is perfect, and there will always be unfortunate, rare, and tragic cases of these that occur, no matter how good we are. It's just that because these are young athletes, obviously there's a lot of media attention. We consider athletes the embodiment of health, and of course, if you're a competitive athlete, you're considered healthy, that when these events occur, they generate appropriate media concern they're highly tragic, and there's always a call to improve what we do to prevent this. But we must understand that no matter how good we are, unfortunately, these events can't be 100% prevented. When it comes to risk stratifying younger athletes to prevent sudden cardiac arrest, we start with the American Heart Association 14-point history and physical. This is the mandated guideline question and evaluation that we use to risk stratify young athletes. In fact, it is mandated for all competitive athletes to be screened with the 14-point AHA history and physical. 
I would also state that the questions are part of the 14-point AHA history and physical are very useful anytime you see a symptomatic athlete in clinic. These are the same type questions that we ask for. The 14-point AHA history and physical embodies several questions, important family history questions, and physical exam points to focus on during the physical exam. It's important to note that the historical questions are all based on when a subject is exercising or engaging in vigorous physical activity, looking for symptoms of chest pain, syncope or passing out, palpitations or feeling your heart's racing inappropriately, excessive shortness of breath or exercise intolerance, any prior history of being excluded from sports due to concerns about the heart, any previous cardiac testing, a history of a heart murmur, and a prior history of high blood pressure. Those are the important physical questions to focus in on. I would emphasize, while these questions are simple and straightforward, it's really important to take the time, spend the time to get into these with the, the young athlete. Remember, these are kids. Sometimes they don't understand what a palpitation is. Sometimes they may not understand what you're talking about if you're just asking if you've had chest pain. So really describing what the chest pain should feel like. If there's ever been a, a passing out episode, or syncopal event, really getting the historical clues and the context of that event. The family history is based on if there's a family history of sudden cardiac death in any blood relative, first degree relative uh, in that particular family before the age of 50. We also screen for heart disability uh, in that same age group, less than 50. And then a series of genetically inherited diseases such as hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, long QT syndrome, arrhythmogenic right ventricular cardiomyopathy, Marfan syndrome, and numerous other conditions to see if there's a family history of these. And again, it's really important to take the time to go through these. It is poor form to just fly through it or just ask do you have a family history of heart disease. Again, these are kids primarily, and they may not have the attention span, or they may not really know unless you specifically get into these conditions. I also get through hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, but then explain it. Is there anybody in your family where the heart is abnormally thick? Does anybody in the family have a defibrillator in their chest or a pacemaker? Are there any weird deaths in the family, drownings, single vehicle car accidents? Sometimes these can really pick up clues to somebody that they may not have in, noted to you if you had just gone through it too quickly. So that's the family history. And then the physical exam, we screen with a series of maneuvers to provoke dynamic outflow tract obstruction, so provocative maneuvers like Valsalva, sitting to standing, uh, things such as that to try to bring out heart murmurs, feeling for pulses, obviously looking for features of Marfan and physical features on general appearance. These are the things that you want to specifically focus in on in addition to the basic physical exam. So that is the basic way. That is something we should all do if we're involved in any sort of screening for young athletes. There is a controversy about whether or not that could be improved with the addition specifically of a 12-lead electrocardiogram. That is highly controversial. In Europe, it is mandated based off of one study which showed a reduction in sudden cardiac death over a long period of time when they implemented ECGs. This was a study in Italy. But that study has not been replicated, certainly here in the United States. And there are many, many unknown questions as it relates to whether or not an ECG would be a benefit. We don't know in this country if it really does improve mortality. We don't know if it's better than the physical exam. 
And to mandate something in a country as large as the United States certainly comes with concerns of cost effectiveness, medical legal oversight. All of this makes this extremely controversial. And because the incidence of sudden cardiac death is again rare, it is very hard to think of a study which could ultimately prove one way or the other that ECGs add benefit to the cardiovascular screening that we do, or if there's no difference. There are individuals and groups that are highly opinionated. Some groups feel ECGs should be implemented. Some feel strongly that they shouldn't. Perhaps the best answer is somewhere in the middle. My opinion is that ECGs can be helpful if the appropriate logistical framework is in place. Having the expertise to understand the athletic ECG and how to interpret this, because it's not as straightforward as it is in a non-athlete. And again, to have the logistical framework for testing, oversight, and ensuring that tests are done expeditiously and interpreted the correct way. If all of that is in place, certainly the ECG can potentially be of use. But it is important to remember that nobody knows if ECGs truly reduce mortality. Otherwise, it would be something we would already be implementing. As it relates towards best practices, at this point, ensuring that your history and physical is as thorough and precise as possible is the one thing that all of us can do as it relates to risk stratifying younger athletes. To conclude, again, it's important to emphasize that no matter what screening protocol you utilize to risk stratify your athletes, nothing is perfect. If you try to do too much implementing ECGs or other imaging studies such as echocardiograms in, as a part of your screening protocol, and it has not been well thought through or there isn't the appropriate logistical framework and oversight, sometimes this can get the practitioner in trouble. And certainly it can put a strain on the athletes if they are withheld from practice or games for false positive or concerning findings that should not have been considered concerning findings. So the key message, as emphasized prior, is understand a good history and physical. Understand the right questions to ask. And with each of these questions, there are details that can be added. It's not just have you ever had chest pain. It's really getting into the details about what type of chest pain is concerning in an athlete, similarly for syncope or palpitations. And again, this is not a broadcast to say ECGs are bad. In fact, ECGs can be quite helpful. It's just that there's much we still don't understand about the true benefit. And so while they could be helpful incorporated into a screening practice or protocol, just ensure that it has been carefully thought through. Thank you for listening today. For more information about sudden cardiac arrest and sudden cardiac death in young competitive athletes, please click the links below.